Welcome to It's Just My Thoughts, the podcast. Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts. Uh, it's Mika here, and this week officially starts my birthday week. So today I wanted to be light and just talk. So let's just jump in. Um, my Black Excellence of the Week goes to Meg Thee Stallion as she announced she signed with Rock Nation. Um, you know, actually, this whole thing actually surprised me because I actually thought that she was signed to a label or maybe she was. I'm not really sure. But um, I think it's a good look. And uh, she just seems like she's uh, living her dream. And so I'm here for her and I follow her on Twitter. And so, you know, she's been kind of tweeting about it and all that. And she seems really happy about it. So um, I thought that was pretty dope. Um, so. So today I just wanted to be light and just discuss what's going on in the world. Uh, last week, um, BET played, um, what showed, uh, Black Girls Rock. Um, that's actually one of my favorite award shows and celebrations that I look forward to every year. Um, cause it's just so much, um, black girl magic and power in the room. And so, um, I always enjoy watching it. I always wish too, sometimes that, uh, I had a little girl to watch it with because, um, just them having like representation and seeing um, so many, you know, black women doing amazing things. Uh, I think it's a beautiful show. And so I, I love watching it every year. My girl Ari performed this year. So, you know, I was excited about that. I'm actually about to see Ari Lennox live in two weeks. Uh, no, in yeah, two weeks next week. Um, so that'd be my first time seeing her in concert, but I can't wait for that. But yeah, but she was on um, black girls rock and, um, also, if you haven't seen it, um, you should look up Angela Bass's speech uh, for when she got her award. It was a really moving and amazing speech. It was really uplifting, and she's so beautiful. Um, so she's just uh, just an example and embodiment embodiment of just a strong black woman. So I loved it. I thought um, her speech was just full of sophistication and just dopeness. And so uh, I thought this year of Black Girls Rock was really good. If you haven't tuned into it. I think you can catch it on BET demand. So, um, yeah, I definitely take a look at that. Um, so let's just discuss some TV. Um, black lady sketch show was renewed for a season two, um, on HBO. I really enjoy season one and, um, I liked, I liked all the random, random, like cameos from different people. I do hope that they have more skits with the invisible spy and the married couple where Robin Thede plays the husband. Those are really funny. I also saw that um, Tracy Ellis Ross um, had like a girlfriend's reunion. And I think it's going to be on her new show, Mixed-ish. Um, I don't think it's on Blackish. And uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to that and seeing like how they, they uh, incorporate um, the girls from Girlfriends. I wish Girlfriends would, would um, one, I wish they would, it would come back. Um, I don't know if that's even possible cause you know, Tracy's kind of doing her own thing, but, um, I love that show. That was one of my favorite shows. And uh, I think now it's like syndicated. So now BET is playing it now. So that's actually really exciting too. Um, so I also wanted to, I meant to talk about this last week, but then even more stuff now this week. So now I'm going to talk about it this week. So I wanted to discuss the Antonio Brown fiasco. Okay. So I was really confused when people were like how he's winning with this situation because the situation with him in Oakland, now, as we know, he's with the Patriots, but the situation with him in Oakland was like crazy. 
and it was embarrassing too. Like really, I mean, he, he was, he looked crazy. And I honestly think, to be honest with you, I mean, he's always kind of been like, quote unquote, the bad boy of like the NFL or whatever to a certain degree. But I personally think that he has CTE, like where, you know, that's um, where you get so many like concussions and things like you have that brain disorder. And most NFL players um, usually have it and you don't you don't really but you can't really verify if you have it until I think you die. And then they then they uh, look at your brain. Um, So it's not going to be confirmed that he has it until after the fact, after he's passed away. But I think he does because it was like a couple of years ago that he took this hit. I mean, this hit was big and he got a concussion and he, and he was like laid out. And ever since and ever since he had that hit, like he's just been just kind of even more just all over the place. Like, you know, as far as like just his outbursts and just behavior. And so watching it on Friday and Saturday was just crazy because it literally was like, you know, he got, he got fine. Okay. But the fines were legitimate because you did miss practice and you, then you were upset about your helmet. So you didn't, let me, let me just give you the backdrop. He got fined because when he first came to training camp for the Oakland Raiders, he said he had frostbite on his feet. So his feet were hurting. So he didn't come to practice. Then he was upset because he's been using the same helmet for like 10 years or something. And he wanted to still use the helmet. But since he's been using it for 10 years, the helmet due to like safety violations or whatever, it was not in compliant with um, the NFL anymore. And he had to get a new helmet. So he was upset about that. He didn't come to practice in regards to that as well. So they find him. So then he posts the letter on online showing that they sent out, um, they basically showing that they find him and that he was upset about it. I think it was like $25,000 or something. So then, I mean, this is all just happening like in a matter of like a, a day, like in, in the midst of the day. Then he gets into a verbal altercation um, with his, um, with like the, the owner of the team. So basically like his boss and calls, calls him a cracker. And then he has a conversation with, um, Gruden, his coach tells the game and, and mind you, the conversation is like taped or something. And, you know, where they're just talking to each other and he create and, and he creates, um, like a, a video of this, like a commercial in a sense, posts the commercial. And so this now is Saturday. He apologizes to his teammates. He apologizes and like, you know, all this stuff gives a speech. And so then they're like, okay, everything's good. He's going to play on Monday for Monday night football for week one. So then next thing you know, um, the, the owner gives him, which I'm confused on why Antonio Brown didn't think that he was going to be held accountable because your behavior was ridiculous. And, and also like, you know, you can't, I'm sure the owner still probably felt like whether it was, you know, whatever the reasons for him, you know, going, taking it a step further, I'm sure he had to prove a point because you can't just get cussed out in front of, you know, like you got a whole team, you know, to lead and then just let it just ride just because, you know, so the owner then comes and he finds him um, due to uh, his behavior. I think it was like $200,000. And um, then since he reached a threshold with fines or something, something like that, um, that voided 
his 30 million guarantee because he was his new contract he had 30 million guaranteed so that voided that so they took the money away so then also they took away his termination guarantee to basically saying like if you were fired or something you still would get paid for being fired so he basically was going to get paid on a week-to-week basis just a regular salary and mind you Antonio Brown is like a all pro you know you know a phenomenal athlete you know what I'm saying and, and, and future hall of famer so, I mean, that, that was like, I was like, whoa, I mean, to play week to week. So I understood, like, I understood why he was upset and why he was like, he wasn't going to play. I wouldn't personally want to play because I mean, every week you go out there and you damn near can kill yourself, you know, in the NFL um, with the right hit or whatever, or get injured and to not have any kind of, you know, you know, any guarantees you know, that's kind of scary, but he, but it also was his fault too. So that's why I'm just like not on his side because I mean, I don't know any, 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 none of us can behave like that. Like I can't, I can't go to work and go ham on my boss and expect to still have a job. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I don't really know his thinking. Um, it just kind of shows his arrogance a little bit. So then, you know, um, he puts up a post, tells the Oakland Raiders to release him and they released him. So then in a matter of like an hour, he was picked up and signed to the Patriots for, uh, I think he got a guarantee of um, 10 million or 9 million. And he had uh, like, well, no, I think 10 million, I think, I think it was like one year, 15 million. And it was 10, 10 guarantee. And then five was like incentive guarantees. I guess if he did this and this and this, he would, he could potentially get the whole 15, the whole 15 million. And so everybody's like, oh, well, you know, he's winning, he's winning, like, you know, um, look what he got, but not really because he's, you know, going into his later career and, you know, he's 30 something. And it's like, you know, at this point, I'm sure he probably hasn't really saved his money the way he probably had, should have, cause he's really arrogant. I'm sure he hasn't, but I don't know, you know, this is just my thoughts. And, um, he also has more kids now that I'm sure he's paying for and, um, so yeah, he, he was, I was watching some interview and he was like that he has 10 10 million like cash in the bank. And I don't believe that he has 10 million cash. So I think at this point, you know, you going from, um, you know, you basically lost 21 million. I think the guarantee was 9 million. So you basically lost $21 million of guarantee money. So I don't get how people are like, yeah, he's winning. Now, what would be, you know, I guess good is like if he was on the Patriots and they win a Super Bowl and like he can finally get a Super Bowl ring. I mean, that's the only way that you're winning, but not not losing um, $21 million. So then I'm thinking like, okay, you know, he's with the Patriots, whatever. Then we go into the week. And then it comes out that, um, you know, allegations like rape allegations against him like on Tuesday and I was just like this is just crazy but this but the rape allegation is even more bizarre like the whole thing is just kind of bizarre and like um I was talking to like some of my you know friends about it you know and it was actually some of my guy friends like where we just you know just having like just back and forth just kind of banter in regards to it and I hate when stuff like this happened because I'm anytime a woman is like, you know, for the most part, you know, um, unless it's just something crazy, but for the most part, if she's like, you know, that they were raped or something happened, like I'm, you know, usually 
one of those people that's like, you know, I, I automatically just kind of, you know, want to hear what the woman has to say, because a lot of times, like I always tell people like when, when women come forward or even men, whoever, you know, victims of rape or, um, just some kind of misconduct, you know, it's even more embarrassing for you to say these things, you know? And so most times, I mean, some people do lie, you know, but I think, you know, it's when you have an embarrassing situation, it's even more, you know, embarrassing to sit and say, um, you know, to talk about, you know, being, being raped or like, or victimized. Um, but I just think the, this story is kind of weird. I, 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 let me see. Um, I have the article here. Got to figure out what did I do with it? All right. So, I'm going to read this and I'm just going to give a disclaimer too, because I'm going to actually read the article. And so, you know, if you listen to this with your children, I don't want them to, I don't want to say this right in front of them. So, okay. So this is basically the situation that happened with the girl and this is the explanation of it. Um, so, um, she states that, and she was his, um, trainer and she said she met him at church. So, the first alleged incident came in June 2017 with Taylor saying Brown exposed himself and kissed her without consent. A month later, Taylor alleges in the lawsuit Brown masturbated near her without her knowledge and ejaculated on her back, then later bragged about it in a series of text messages. And then in May 2018, Taylor alleges that Brown forced her down onto a bed, pushed her face into the ma- mattress, and forcibly raped her. So it's really, I guess like, um, I guess like what made it kind of weird for me, like, um, and I was talking to my friend and he was a guy and, uh, he was like, well, Mika, you know, you don't know the reasons why she would keep going back. Cause I mean, I'm not saying I, I, I can't speak on whether or not she's telling the truth or not. And obviously like, you know, I think this, the, all of these allegations in general are horrible. So I, you know, I can, I'm not going to say that, you know, that I don't believe her. What's unfortunate is that I'm just saying the things that people are already going to be saying because they have pictures together where they're in the pictures, you know, smile and everything like that. And so it's like, you know, unfortunately, I think this is going to be like one of these like messy things because people are going to have questions in regards to like the validity of it. So with the ma- with the masturbating piece, that's the part I think that, well, all of it kind of was, was, was odd to me, but, um, I think we also have to remember, um, just to, as women to make sure that you're safe, you know, like if it was me, I, I take stuff like this, like totally serious. And if a man, or a woman, anybody like made me feel completely uncomfortable in any kind of way. And even if we had like a working relationship, like if you tried to, to touch me and I didn't ask you to touch me, um, I couldn't work, I couldn't work with you like at all. Like, I don't think it would be anything for me to come back. So the first time when he tried to like force his tongue in her mouth, like, you know, that was really aggressive behavior. And I mean, I mean, I would have been afraid me personally, like I would have been afraid even, even with that. So then with the second one, when I was watching um, an interview on like ESPN or something, and it, and then when like it got more in depth, it said that she was watching a um, it said that she was watching um, church on TV, and he was masturbating, 
and he like he he ejaculated on her back um yeah like that that's just repulsive and I, I I don't and I don't get like you know just in my mind like why would you keep training him like why would you keep being in his presence because if that really if that really did happen um if that's repulsive and I and while I'm watching church I mean it's just the story is just like wow and so you know I do hope that um something's you know I I mean I do hope that you know in regards to her story like you know that something is done or like you know or this gets more looked at but to be honest considering the fact that um you know Antonio Brown is currently playing he hasn't been suspended or anything um I don't even know I mean I think the NFL is looking into it like as far as an investigation but I mean he's playing right now and I think it's going to be something that's probably going to be swept under the rug which is which is you know unfortunate like I hate situations like this when people come out about um like rape or any kind of like sexual misconduct because you know unfortunately I think sometimes people you know, don't always consider things that women have to go through. Like me personally, myself, like, you know, I run and, um, and I carry, uh, like I run with a running belt. And it's crazy that when I talk to my other runner friends, we're always talking about, um, you know, carrying something on us like pepper spray or something like that, just for our safety, because you never know. Um, one time while I was running, I was, uh, you know, randomly approached, like a man was trying to talk to me while I'm running, you know, and, um, as a woman, like you have to constantly think about your safety all the time. And like, that's something that I think about all the time. And also not just a woman. I also think about my child safety a lot too, because it's even more like sex trafficking and stuff like that. Like I think about, you know, you know, and, he, and he's a, he's a, a male, you know, but I still think about, you know, anything happening to him as well, just because we live just in, you know, crazy times. And I feel like sometimes we just live in dark times too, where, you know, more and more, you know, especially when it's like, um, you know, where somebody feel like they have power or, you know, want to prey on somebody, like it happens all the time. Um, and so I think sometimes we, people don't really realize like, kind of like what uh women experience and like how that looks like especially with like toxic masculinity and all of that like one time me it was like me my it was like a group of us like my sister my brother-in-law like we all just like went out and I'm not really a big clubber and I think I'm not a big clubber anymore is because I don't like how truthfully I don't really like how men behave in the club and so um me and my sister was walking um, to the bathroom. Mind you, she's there with her husband. And so she's not paying attention. I'm not paying attention. We're just literally walking and talking. And this guy literally, so she's going forward and he literally grabs her arm. So I thought he was going to like yank her arm off and she's going forward. So that like motion of how she was jerked, trying to talk to her. And it just, I mean, stuff like that, like blows my mind because I'm like, you don't have the right to, you know, do that shit. So that's why, like, I'm not going to say that this story might not be true because, um, it very well could be mainly because men do shit like this, like all the time, as far as like just taking things like, you know, too far or, you know, um, especially when they feel like they have power, you know, 
And um, so, you know, either way, it's a it's a sad story. And it's just a it's a disturbing story to me. Like just, you know, when she just talk about the events, because if somebody is masturbating um, behind you while you watch church on TV, that's a problem. Like something is definitely wrong there. So that in itself is just like it would have been that would have been enough for me to not work for him. My friend told me that I need to, um, I guess, uh, I guess humanize it. And he was, he was just like, you know, we don't know if she has to take care of a family or she has to do whatever. And maybe that's why she continued working with him for the money. And maybe, but I think, you know, just women just remember that, you know, if anything or anybody make you feel uncomfortable in any kind of way, you know, you have the right to say it for one. And two, like, you know, you you need to make sure that you protect yourself, you know, as far as your safety, because it's, you know, you have to make sure you protect yourself. So I wanted to just share my thoughts on that piece, because that was just a crazy um, story to me. So another something else that went on um, last week, um, I don't know if y'all saw that Chrissy Teigen and, and, and Trump was like going back and forth or whatever on Twitter and John Legend. And it was like just craziness. And like people like find this stuff to be like funny, but like, I really, I really like don't call, I I don't think it's funny. I think it's kind of scary because this is like our leader of the world. And I would have never thought that I would see literally like, um, he argues with celebrities and, and like the lack of just respect. And I think like she called him like a pussy ass motherfucker or something. And so I'm just sitting there like, but this is like the the leader of our country and this is what's transpiring. And I just think it makes, you know, us as a country look weak. And it's scary because, you know, with 9-11 just passing, I was telling my kid the other day, I said, I feel like, you know, I was explaining to him how I felt on um, 9-11, you know, because, you know, if you're alive during that time, everybody's, I think for the rest of your life is going to remember that day. And, um, it's scary because I feel like, you know, more and more, I think we're becoming less of a country that's not that people aren't afraid of attacking. And so I'm always like nervous because I just, you know, implore everybody, like, regardless of who you're voting for, you know, let's make sure that, you know, we're getting registered and we're gearing up and paying attention to, you know, all the stuff that's going on and we're gearing up to vote so we can just, you know, um, do our part, you know, in, in, um, you know, just changes because, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a leadership change. So, um, you know, and just, we can have a little more just normalcy because seeing, you know, um, your president have Twitter fingers, Twitter fingers, is just, it's very odd and it's, it's very weird. Um, it's very scary too. So, um, that's just my thoughts on that. But also, you know what makes um, my birthday really exciting is the fact that I get all of my birthday rewards um, from my restaurants. And um, so I've been pretty much eating a lot of free shit recently this month because I've been getting uh, my free rewards coming in for uh, my birthday. And um, also, I did want to talk about, since I'm talking about food. So everybody knows I don't, I don't eat beef. So with me not eating beef, um, I don't really eat fast food. Like rarely ever do I eat fast food. Um, yes, it, I mean, cause I cook and I usually cook for my family like every day. So I don't, um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't really eat it. And, um, 
so I was seeing that they were advertising for the impossible Whopper. And so I was like, okay, you know, um, um, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. So I went to Burger King, got the impossible Whopper and, um, it looked like a Whopper, you know, I got it with cheese too. got it with cheese. And so I, you know, I, um, it was legit. It was legit. And I really thought that my Whopper days were behind me, you know, because I don't, I don't fool with that stuff. And so I, one, I did feel really guilty about, um, about eating the, the Whopper to begin with, but I went, I went back, you know, I went back the next day and got another one. And, um, just to make sure that what I was experiencing was, um, you know, some legit feelings and it, and it was, and I'm still thinking about the impossible Whopper, but the impossible Whopper is very heavy. And I got it with cheese, y'all. So I, I think I, it was about 700 calories. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of it, you know. But um, first of all, when I first bit into it, I really thought for a second that I was eating beef because it really felt like you were just eating a regular Whopper, for one. I couldn't even, I didn't even get the meal. I just got the burger because I couldn't even fathom eating the, the burger and the fries, you know, and I don't, and I don't drink soda. And um, so... It was really good though. And so I plan on this week, you know, getting another impossible Whopper. And I think after this, I'll, I'll be good. Cause I, I can't, um, I'm worried that I'm going to go down this, this, uh, cause it, it's not good for you. I mean, it's, you know, it's a veggie patty, but the, the Whopper is like 700 calories. So if you haven't tried it though, you should try it. So you heard it first from Mika that Mika thinks it's amazing. So you definitely need to try it. And so that's pretty much all that I had today as far as what was going on. Just a little light talk. But um, this week, I'm probably going to post again. Uh, maybe give two episodes this week, maybe, or maybe two episodes next week. Um, and I have some pretty exciting stuff coming up. But um, I felt I just wanted to be light today and just, you know, do a quick little uh, episode. Um, don't forget to follow me on um, my different social media platforms is... On Twitter is at IJMT Podcast and on Instagram it's uh it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Um like always, I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for the feedback. Um for me, like, you know, it's always a blessing every week to get on here and just talk and, and honestly, um and have conversations with people. Um, I feel like that's honestly like part of my journey just to sit and just you know, if I can sit and talk to you, talk to someone or, you know, maybe help someone or lead them down a certain direction, like I will, but, um, you know, I enjoy, um, talking about mental health and especially talking about my, you know, personal journey just with therapy and, um, and answering questions. Um, because a lot of times, you know, I think people look at it like a negative or are in fear of that. And, um, I just think it's important to know that taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of your, you know, emotional health and your physical health and everything else. Like, you know, so it's, it's no difference. And, um, and when I started working on my mental health, I saw the quality of my life in general increase. And that's why I talk about it all the time. So I thank you so much for tuning in this week. I thank you so much for listening to me. Smika here. I appreciate you.